Hey there. Like this show and want to create one similar? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. Uh, One of the main things that I love about Anchor, but that's not all. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How awesome is that? Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world has never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to the Kidney Connection, a weekly show about dialysis wellness, kidney health, and how to make holistic choices that can lead us to the healthiest possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Ebony G, a registered nurse in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information and free resources to help you get started, please visit our website, www.lwapllc.com. I really hope you enjoy listening to this show, but just a reminder, this show is not a substitution for medical diagnosis and treatment. Hello, welcome to the Kidney Kidney Connection podcast. I hope everyone is having an amazing day. We have an amazing guest today. I'm excited. We already been chit-chatting probably for like 15 minutes before <laughs> before we started recording this. So, Ms. Um, Tamira, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am good. I am good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for being a part. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's great no to be problem. here. Oh, no problem. I've been enjoying, like I said, talking to you already. So we just going to dig in so we can keep it going. Uh, but before we do, tell everybody about yourself. So my name is Chamira, uh, Chamira E. Fleming. I go by my, um, I am a romance author. Um, and um, I self-published my, my first two books, The Violet Rose and Three's a Charm through my business, Creative Calpare. And I also do, uh, through my business, I also do um, makeup artistry, a little bit of graphic works for small, you know, small uh, projects. And um, I have merchandise, my uh, Creative Calpare branded merchandise through that. Nice, nice. Okay, so you said a lot right there. So we're going to dig into each one of those a little bit. Um, more in detail. So let's start first with Creative Calvary. So what is that? So Creative Calvary, um, is, like I said, is my business. Um, and it was established in 2018, uh, shortly after I moved from Boston, Massachusetts down to uh, the DMV area. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I knew that I wanted to, you know, have ownership of my work. And, um, and I wasn't going to be able to go through a traditional publisher to do um, publish my my books mm-hmm. and so um i and i've always had this this desire to be 
a business owner, an entrepreneur. And I tried a couple times um, shortly after getting my MBA in 2009, and it just didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I decided, you know, I was going to get serious about my writing and actually try to publish my books, I said, uh, you know, uh, one of the YouTube videos that I watched about uh, self-publishing it's by a, a, a thriller, a very successful thriller novelist by the name of Mark Dawson. He has a really great uh, platform for indie authors. And one of the first things he said is to treat your, your writing as if it's a business. And that's since then. I was like, oh my God, Eureka. <laughs> and I was like, I've been looking for all these opportunities to, you know, start a business when my writing should be my business. And this is my product. And so it just, once that light bulb went off, um, I knew then and there um, what I needed to do. And so I established Creative Calfaray, which means creative purple flower. Calfaray is a Native American word typically used for a young girl, a little girl. And so I just, and I love the color purple. It, you know, it, it, it resonates with my creativity, my intuition, my, my ability to, uh, um, you know, for inspiration, all those things that I felt like were qualities that resonated with me. Um, I f- felt like it fit. And so, and I wanted something unique too. And so Creative Purple Flower, Creative Calfaray, just, you know, it's just something that just grew on me. <laughs> I love that. Look, you expanded yeah. my um, vocabulary today. Calfaray <laughs> me. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's like only my word for the day. I might, <laughs> I had to write it down and put it somewhere so I don't forget, but um, that will be my word for today. I love it. I love it. So you said that you end up self-publishing The Violet Rose and Three's a Charm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell me about those two books. So, uh, you know, I started writing um, The Violet Rose in 2016, and it is I'm so proud of that book because I wrote it as a tribute to my favorite musician, Prince. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, a lot of the inspiration that I have for as far as like maintaining ownership of my work and um, being, you know, cognizant of, you know, how my business and my brand, how, you know, making moves with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I took a lot of cues from how he managed himself over the years. And so when I wrote this book, when he passed away, I took it really, you know, I was a huge fan. And right. so I wanted to do something that was kind of like my tribute to him. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started thinking about these two characters and I wanted to write about them as if they were images of him. Mm-hmm both in the male and female form. And so the dancer, which is Violet, she is kind of like that female side of him that we all know that he had that really sensitive, you know, place in his heart for women. Mm -hmm. And also he had this connection, you know, it's kind of androgynous that, you know, relates to who she is. Right. And then the physical manifestation of him is Nate, which is Jameson Nate Starks. And he's the musician. And if you the vision that I have for him is kind of like Prince in the graffiti bridge era, mm-hmm. really pretty hair and a chiseled beard area, like just really clean. And like, he was probably in the best shape in his life at that time too. And so 
when I started writing these two characters and they just came together, I was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. And so, <laughs> so but they are um, two characters, they are two people who are very passionate about their talents, hers being dance, his being music. And they're in relationships with people that don't really respect their passions. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some some really important issues that I kind of take on in this story with like domestic violence a little bit, um, or just you know verbal abuse. A little bit plays into that too, because uh, she's in, she's in a, a relationship with someone that is you know that could be abusive or mm-hmm. at least passive aggressive at times too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then he's in a relationship where he's seen as being a playboy and not really serious about his relationships. And, but he's just, he, he just feels like he's misunderstood the same as her, as she. As she. Mm-hmm. And so, um, eventually they cross paths and, uh, the, the ups and downs of their relationship is a beautiful one for their, the, the end of the story. I love that. I love that. But if you're true, I always say if you're a true Prince fans fan, you will see the references that I put in there to Prince mm-hmm. because there's a ton of them mm-hmm. throughout the entire book. Now their names. I was going to say, I'm going to go to your website. I have a good, good girlfriend. She loves Prince. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Alonda will love this book. Yeah. I mean, I, the entire, I actually did a playlist. Uh, um, I created music because I felt like it's like you know, it'd be really cool to have the music that Nate was making that I'm re- referring to in the book. Mm-hmm. And so I actually created a, uh, I actually created this music myself mm-hmm. to go along with the book that's supposed to be Nate's music. Oh. And so um, you created yeah. a whole vibe. Yeah. So um, and this and that playlist is actually available on SoundCloud. So I have to send you that link too. Yeah. Um, I'll add it. Yeah, but um, it's really cool, and um, let me see, there's a, there's just so many different references to him, like their names, their names, Violet, I didn't even realize, and this is so funny how some of the ish, the things that popped up as I was writing this story, it's like, I, I knew a lot of Prince music, but there were some certain, like, one-offs or, like, special tracks that he did that just was coming up at, right after he passed away, mm-hmm. and, like, the song Get Off has a alternate version that's called Violet the Organ Grinder. Uh-huh. I never knew it. I never knew that until I was writing, I was writing a song, I was writing this, writing one of the chapters one day and I was listening to music, listening to this music because I've listened to all of the albums. I have every last one of his albums. <laughs> and so I was listening, I was like, wait a minute. Violet the Organ Grinder? <laughs> And the song popped up, and I was, and, and it was just like, like it's like confirmation that I was picking the right name for this girl. Like she was already yeah. named. And then Nate, um, Prince used to always go by an alias by the name of Jamie Jamie Stark, Jamie Star. And so when I created this character, I was like, mm, I wanna, I wanna use that. So his name is Jamison Starks. But the part of the song in um, Sign of the Times when he says we'll have a baby and call him Nate. Uh-huh. That's the part I wanted to pull from that. So we call him Nate. His name right. is Nate in the book. Right. And okay. so like there's so many things. I'll give you a few more. Like Valentina, which is Nate's girlfriend in the book. She's named after an album, a, a song on um the MPLS album. 
and it was a track on there called Valentina that he wrote about, uh, uh, I want to say, uh, Tom Cruise's ex. I think he wrote that about her. Penelope Cruz, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. And he wrote that song about her and went right after she had a baby. And so you have to listen to the track because he's like, hey, Valentina, tell your mama she, should leave, uh, she shouldn't leave you alone. And <laughs> tell her to give me a call on the phone. <laughs> and so um, I just thought it was really cute. But I have all these different references to him. And um, I just, you know, it's my way of playing tribute to someone. I truly have love listening to his music since I was a since I was a child really to be honest quite honest right oh yeah awesome what about um three's a charm so um three's a charm is pretty cool too I actually wrote that so each one of these books I try to find a a artist or a soundtrack that you know kind of speaks to me so that I can write the story and this story this particular story uh, Tony Braxton's Sex and Cigarettes album had just come out. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to, I think, FOH, fuck out of here. I remember listening to that on, on one of the tracks. And then also Sex and Cigarettes. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, this sounds like a lady that's going through a lot. And so I just started having these. And I have wrote that story shortly after I finished the first story. And I actually wrote the second story in 17 writing days. So it took me about a month to write that book. But in 17 of those days of that month, I wrote that story. And I wrote 2,500 words a day. And it was, this, I wrote, I used Tony Braxton's song as my inspiration for writing about Monica Starro, which is a successful sports attorney. And she um, is pretty much... She's in a, a bad, you know, I guess you could say it's a bad marriage. And, you know, her husband was going through, they've been married for nearly 20, about 20 plus years. And um, he's been, he has, he's cheated a couple times, a few times over the years. And she's, she suspects him of cheating at this point. And then, you know, as the, the story's picking up. And so she um, decides she's through you know and so so she ends up connecting with a old boyfriend um that is running for public office and she decides to help him with her with his campaign well he you know he basically begs her to help him with his campaign he's married too but they you know rekindle old flames and and then also she has confided into in a uh, one of her uh, it's her uh, uh, accountant. You know he's a close friend, and so he knows the backstory. He also went to college with them too, and so he knows both the old flame and he knows about the husband. Mm. So he's always been that guy that she kind of confides in. Well, she not she starts to confide in now later in life. You know he kind of knew the you know. Of their their dynamic, but he's starting to come. She's starting to confide more in him about all the stuff that she's dealing with with her husband and how unhappy she is and things. And so, some relationship starts to develop between those two. So it ends up becoming a you know where she thought she was trying to be a player and upset her you know get back at her husband. She ends up turning it into a situation where she has to choose between the three. 
Mm. So um, that story is, you know, it's pretty much a story of infidelity and romance and then also ultimately redemption, you know, because I feel like everybody in that book ends up having to come to some sort of realization of where they want to go and face all of these things that they've done Mm -hmm. to each other. Both of them sound pretty deep. Yeah. So I know we talked a little bit about um, before we actually start recording, just about, you know, life and, you know, try to build, trying to build a business while you are still working your nine to five. Um, and so with all of that, cause you have a lot going on and we're going to get into the, my, the, my brand as well, but what do you do to, um, I guess to work on your wellness, like to keep yourself up? to keep yourself energized to the point where you can be productive and, you know, give, you know, cause that, that writing, you said 2,500 words a day. And I was like, you know what, because I'm writing, um, well, I wrote a book on, um, you know, like my wellness, yep. and the uh-huh. man, that thing is 16,000 words. And I was struggling. Like, you know, like, <laughs> the, the writing is just now, you know, that's an art, you know what I mean? That's not, and that's not my, you know, my ministry at all. I can do it enough. Mm-hmm. what I do but uh-huh. um you know but all of that creativity and tying everything together and making a whole story out of it like that in itself can probably be a good exhausting but exhausting nonetheless you know because it still works so how do you keep yourself you know up and motivated and productive um I have to say you know meditation plays a lot uh praying and then also just really really taking time to like sometimes i'll listen to meditation music and um to go to sleep you know to to (laughs) during the day while i'm working because you know it, it i feel like it's in order for me to tap into that part of my mind, I have to be able to connect with it. Yes. And um, I will say, even with writing these stories, sometimes you take on these personalities of these people. It's almost they become like living people in your mind mm-hmm. because you're actually creating the world that they live in. And so in order for me to stay, you know, healthy and in the proper mindset, sometimes I just have to, just like I we was talking earlier and I was like, you might just have to just let everything push back. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I just have to push back and just like give myself a day or two just to, you know, let go, turn off everything, just turn off mentally and um, so that I can be fresh and come back with fresh eyes and fresh thoughts. And um, a lot of times it helps. Being around family helps me. My family... My my family and my husband's family lives in, you know, all of our family is in North Carolina. That's where we're from and uh, originally. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's really hard not being able to go home and see them. Right. Um, but being able to connect in ways like this mm-hmm. allows me to stay um, grounded. It allows me to, uh, you know, get back to, they call me Pooh Bear. So get back to, to who I am. Right. And, um, and so, um, and just, you know, I haven't been able to do like the, cause I used to do like the whole, you go to the spa, you go get a massage, you go get your nails and, you know, pedicure and manicure. I would do that every two weeks. 
And I haven't really done that since all of this taken, you know, since COVID t- took over <laughs> our lives. Yeah, it's like self-care 2.0. It's like you had to redesign, right? Um, you know, what the, the things that you, that you were doing to a certain extent if they were, you know, outside <laughs> of your house. Right. I mean, this weekend is the first, I mean, this well, it was Friday and then and Saturday was the first time, like I've had my nails painted in over six months. And so I had to paint them myself, but I was like, I don't really want my nails done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do something for myself. So right. I just, I definitely, you know, find moments to take time for myself. Mm-hmm. After work on Friday nights, um, around five, I usually uh, get my glass of wine and I'll go sit out on my, my, my deck for, mm-hmm. you know, just for a little while and just like decompress and let the day, let the week go. Yeah. And, um, you know, find those moments where I can be my, mm-hmm. you know, be myself, be alone and be in my thoughts or not even be in my thoughts just right yeah do nothing yeah about that like people like I know I'm, I'm teaching um a, it's like a precursor to my wellness class is a time management class but in that mm-hmm. that's what I talk about like I don't mean make time to do more work I'm like it's, right. sometimes it's about making time to do nothing right being okay with doing nothing because I'm one of those people who sometimes I'm not okay because then I feel like eh, you really should be doing something or mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm should you really be chilling and it's like you know I have to constantly give myself that permission to you know to do that it's hard for me it's hard for me it, 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 I think it's myself. probably harder for us because we're driven yeah it's harder because we're driven we know that we have specific goals that we have to meet their time deadlines and things mm-hmm. got to get done and time time is is you know, as time is money, time can't be wasted. We, yeah. you know, we see how valuable our time is with everything that's going on yeah. in the world. It, I feel like it's exacerbated how important our time is, yep. how limited it is. Yep. And there's the, the things that we have to get done because we're driven, it puts that much more pressure on us to get it done. And then also take time to realize, okay, you can't do it all. Right. <laughs> you know, you can't do it all. <laughs> In the same breath, like yeah. I can do all of this, but I can't do it right now. Like, right, it's got to take time, and it's like the best way or the quickest way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Right, take a little bit every day. Right, you know, yeah. That's what I try to do. Yes, yes. Three points. Three points. That was an awesome segue. That was an awesome segue into, you know, into because I mean it all goes together. And I was thinking about that today. Like I'm a nurse, so I speak from a wellness from a nursing standpoint. Right. But, um, but it applies. You know, all of these foundational concepts apply. I don't care what you're doing, and especially in 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 business. Because I was talking to, um like a like a one of my business friends earlier and I and she was like you ever thought about you know teaching that to like business people and you know such and such she was like because I was like yeah because business will expose you yeah and I mean so many so many I feel like so many uh business uh business individuals or corporate you know people who are definitely in the corporate world we don't have a it's hard for us to turn off especially Mm -hmm. in this environment because you know, generally when you get off of work at five o'clock or whatever time you get off, you got to drive home and do da, 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 da. Right. And now with working from home, it's like, 
oh, well, I can stay a little bit longer. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I can finish this report. Oh, well, I can write mm-hmm. this. Well, I can work on this a little bit later. Yeah. You know, you're right here at home. But then before you know it, you spent 15 hours on the on the computer. Right. That's right. And my habit is starting early, which turns into, well, I'm just going to, you know, just work my time, which mm-hmm. turns into, then I'm still getting off on regular time. So now I probably work the whole up a whole work yep. day this yep. week. Because <laughs> and that's, that's, the, that's the frustrating. I mean, it's not frustrating, but it's just like, it's the catch 22 because it's yeah. like, you're productive, but it's like, Mm, you still need to take that. Yeah. Still take into account the work-life balance that you need to yeah. make sure that yeah. you're you're cognizant of and that you're focusing on too, even though you're working. Yeah, like without even realizing it, like those eight hours you might have only needed three or four, six hours mm-hmm. for your week, and there they go right there. Yeah, that, that you have them. You know, it's just allocating that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and being more diligent. You know, about respecting those boundaries. Right, the, right, right. You know, right. of everything. So before we end, we haven't talked about my brand yet. So what's that? So my, which is what I'm wearing now. Is I, my I, love I love it. Thank you. It uh, stands for Motivate, Aspire, Inspire. Um, when I created Calfrey, I knew that I wanted to do, I knew I had a deeper message um, to get across to my readers and beyond. And part of that is to, to, um, uh, inspire them, motivate, aspire them, motivate them to aspire to their greatness and inspire many people along the way. And also to live their lives with purpose, intention, and full of passion. And so everything that I do through my Creative Calfa brand, whether that's through my books, if it's through my makeup artistry, if it's through, you know, graphic design work, or even because a lot of, sometimes I do, a little bit of, uh, I've helped uh, some small businesses and nonprofits just a little bit, just, you know, whenever they have questions about business related uh, questions and things like that, mm-hmm. whatever I can do to, I give it with love. I give my talent with love. And so, and I give it freely. And so um, that is what, you know, what the message that I want my to carry on is that people can do what I'm doing, even you know, if you have some sort, if you have a passion or something that you're, you're truly, uh, have a desire to do, you can do it. You have to set forth the plan for it. You have to be able to pivot when things don't go exactly how you plan and you have to be motivated to get up and do it every day. And this is something I was doing, willing to do before I was able to make money at doing it. And I'm not saying that I'm making, you know, rolling over and, and, and money, but I'm just saying it's something that it is, it is a truly a joy for me. I enjoy writing. I enjoy people experiencing my work mm-hmm. and, um, everything that I do, I do it with the full intention of sharing what God has given me as my talent, you know, to share with the world. So, but my, um, it, like I said, Maya is Motivate, Aspire, Inspire. On the back of the shirt, it says Motivate, Aspire, Inspire. Awesome. Awesome. That is amazing. So, um, you know, if, if which I'm sure a lot of what you have said, if it has caught your interest. So in a, I'm getting ready to have you, you know, tell people where they can find you. But I just want to let them know that they can also go to the website for the show notes and all of your contact information um, is there as well. So, but where can people find you? 
Um, they can find me um, first up on my website, www.creativecalparade.com. Um, I'm very active on Instagram, um, Creative Calparay, uh, Creative underscore Calparay. Um, Twitter is uh, it's spelled kind of funky for Twitter and Facebook. It's C R E eight I V E Calparay for both. Um, but you can find me there. But like I said, I'm very active on Instagram. I'm very active on um, my website. And I also write a motivational blog post every week. And um, I do, it's usually for Motivation Monday. And then I also have other, you know, random um, posts that I might do about makeup. I have some makeup posts about wine tastings because I love to taste wines by Black-owned vineyards. And um me too. Have you had the McBride sisters yet? Yes, I have the black. I have the black. Uh, the black girl magic in the kitchen now. Um, the red blend in the kitchen now. <laughs> we have to do a Zoom. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I love that. Um, but and then I also um, yeah. So I do those things, and then I post something every day that's motivational, a motivating quote. And um, I also have my own podcast that I just started. So I have about three episodes to share, like kind of like the background of what we talked about, about my books. And um, and I'm, each week I'm trying to, each, each episode I'm trying to um, have a living story that as the, as the episode goes, I will create, I will add a little portion of the story on to the to it so it's like a living book yeah i love that i love that yes i'm going to follow so i can definitely i don't have my phone with me but when i get it i'm gonna go to you okay so i can see that and we can stay connected oh oh, i love the colors too thank you love the colors love the colors well thank you so much for spending some time with us today and and sharing your brilliantness your brilliantness and your greatness i i am very thoroughly enjoyed um speaking with you and meeting you today same here ebony this has been awesome yes yeah so maybe we have to come back you know and do some some other things when you you yeah. know run your, your your living book and things like that because i think that is a interesting and extraordinary topic yeah i'd be happy to yes thank you You're welcome i hope you enjoyed today's show please be sure to share this broadcast with family, friends, or anyone that you think could benefit from it. Also, share your takeaways from this show on your IG stories. Don't forget, use the hashtag LWAP. Check out the show notes for the resources and references talked about in this episode at www dot l-w-a-p-l-l-c dot com slash blog. Thanks again. Talk to you next time.